You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology on DevonMar.fm. It's the 9th of June. 2022. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Weights and Biases. And uh, Dave, how you doing, man? It's been a, uh, a busy couple of weeks. You know, we say that every time. Well, <laughs> yeah, it has been. I mean, like uh, it, was, it was Mary's birthday the other day. It was. Yeah, uh, that was actually yeah, just just yesterday. So that was uh, that was nice. Um, and, oh, nice. Uh, nice for me. Um, and uh, now today, as, as, as an SEO, um, we have the end of a core update. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's just gifts all around. <laughs> well, I mean, it's gifts all around if you've been uh, doing the right thing and, uh, you know, posting content in a way that Google can read and understand. And, um, you know, it's good content and um, has, uh, you know, relevant links pointing to it like you were supposed to do all along <laughs> you're probably celebrating today because the uh if all in all indications are the core update rewarded good quality content um on good quality web pages what a novel concept jim i know weird i eh? i saw a tweet i saw a tweet that joe hall put up the other day um that said he was getting really tired of um reading seo theories when google is basically in print telling us exactly what it wants right <laughs> well but then there are we we know they lie sometimes well not lie because i i it's been a long time i don't 
I don't even remember the last time that I can go. They're lying. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't even other than maybe once, but I think it was more a mistake when they said you, you know, black hat link spam, like negative SEO link spam. Yeah. <laughs> when, when, work. when they try to talk about how strong they are um, and how impenetrable they are, yeah. they're often fibbing. Yeah. And I, but, they probably know that, but you know, they're, they're just boasting. Um, Both because they're walking down the hallway going, we don't stop for nobody. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Um, But, you know, at at the same time, I think for the most part, they say what they think is. You remember the days when it was a game of cat and mouse with Google, right? Google was never going to tell us how to perform well on their search engine. They were just going to let us try to figure it out and reverse engineer it and screw around with it. And and their perception, screw around with them. Those days really feel like they're over. I mean, I honestly get I really, really, really. I, I was one of those guys back in the day who was yelling at Google to be like way more transparent. Mm-hmm. And I honestly get the sense that Google is being way more transparent. Um, uh, they, it's not hard to make a really standardized, easy to follow web, website, even if it's a really complicated e-com site. Um, it's still site structure, just much bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's true. Um, you know, so, you know, I, I've, I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. We're, we're on sort of a related topic. So I'm going to give some credit. I listen a lot to search off the record. Right? Like yeah. just, it's, it's, you know, I, I go for a run and, and that's what I listen to. I don't know. And then I put on some like actual upbeat music, but anyway, um, I know when, when he took over it, it some of our listeners probably don't even remember when this happened, but when, when John Mueller took over for Matt cuts and when like, you know, Gary came in and Martin came in and, you know, basically it, it became the, our representation by Google became a, a little bit different by us. I mean, like webmasters and, and SEOs. Um, there was a lot of flack that, that went to John, but I totally agree with you and in, in, in what you said earlier. And that's what makes me bring this up now is they are being a lot more transparent and what, sort of reminding of that is not so much things like search off the record, which are prepped, right? Like that, that goes through all of their teams, but they do so much stuff on the fly, right? Like where it's just like John sitting on Twitter or it's Mm -hmm. just like in an, you know, hangout or, or something like that, where it's just like, show me the problem and I'll give you the best advice I can. And I think that's where they, they get a little, you know, problematic, but going to the way back to the original source of this um, is the Joe Hall sort of comment that not liking theories. And there is a lot left open because when they're in that on the fly format, which big credit to them, because yeah, mats were really refined, but mats were really refined and then vetted (laughs) through everything. Mm -hmm. What these people are doing isn't. And so they have to sort of buffer a little bit, like I don't think, and, and this and that. Okay, fair enough. It's why I don't think they're lying. But then going, you don't know, like the theory stuff. I get it that what we want to do is is sort of listen to them. But there has to be some reading between the lines. Like there just has to be. Um, so I, I get much love. And I, I know like just a smart guy and is well aware of like what we have to think about things. <laughs> But, um, you know, that that the, the idea being that we kind of have to go in with theories because 
they won't tell us everything. They can't tell us everything. And not all the questions have been asked of them to answer, right? So we have to sort of go, you know, what, what's, what do we think is, is going on here? Um, you know, I mentioned last week, I'm like, there's definitely like a correlation in a limited handful of, of, of sites that I'd looked at between speed and these massive, like where I was seeing massive fluctuations in the core update that we'll be talking about a little bit later. Um, you know, I had, I, I saw this thing. I had to make a theory about it. Um, you know, is it something Google would confirm or deny? No, of course they wouldn't. I wouldn't if I were them. Because we all remember, we meaning you, me, and anybody who's like been an SEO longer than 10 years, how we broke that little green bar called PageRank. Well, <laughs> like we just, indeed. The second they put that out and told us a truth, we just broke it. Um, so I, also, I, I don't blame them for not for learning that lesson and going, we just can't give you nice things. So. Well, I, see, I, I, I also remember a time from just over 10 years Maybe it was a bit more than 10 years ago when the moment we had a thought about how Google worked, we were immediately writing it up and putting it out there, getting it published. And all the trades were pub- all the trade journals were publishing it because they didn't know either. Um, but they wanted content. So, boom, it was all out there. Um, and then it was the happened. truth. Like that just became, oh, well, that's how that happens because there were like a dozen people writing. Yeah. Uh, um, so I mean, I, and that was, and that too was all SEO theory. But mm-hmm. see, that was a different time. And then, th- 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 Matt and his like and his dinosaur hands commentary um, videos. Um, he was playing a totally different um, game of cat and mouse. Um, well, actually, he was playing a different game. His game was cat and mouse, where I honestly think it's more of a game of catch with uh, with 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 uh, uh, Mueller and the and the other Google spokespeople. Um, but again, Matt was working with people with Google's much harder to spam today. Um, Google's figuring stuff out beyond, um, like, like just word relations and link relations. Um, and, uh, you can still spam the hell out of Google, but fewer people can, and they need more resources to do it. And Google's much, much better at figuring it out. So they don't got to be so, um, opaque um, or, or uh, they can, they can, they can actually open the windows and then let the fog clear and, 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 and talk about what they want to see in a website, but they can't explain. Well, that's, that's, that's very true. Like I remember like in the Matt cuts era, like he would say paid links don't work because that was the official Google line. And even the whitest of the white hat SEOs would chuckle. Like, <laughs> this is like, yeah, no, they do. They, they do. Uh, you may not use it as a strategy because you knew it was going to be punished eventually, mm-hmm. uh, but you knew they worked. Like, of course it worked. Um, you know, that's, and, and for, for folks who weren't around in, in this era, um, that's what we're talking about, about breaking page rank, because they gave us a green bar and said, here's your rating out of 10 of how strong you are based on your link weight. And then a dollar value got assigned to specific links, and and, and then there were auctions, and, and then we broke it. Uh, but they did work even but after the release. But now they are break- much better. Like they still work, I'm sure, right? Like they're you can buy anything, um, and it'll work if you buy it right. But yeah, it, it it's it's a, a much less certainly a much less effective. It's it's gotten to the point where I would, dare I say, and I'm, I'm a different sort of SEO now than I was then, but uh, I, I would I would dare say it's probably just cost prohibitive in like a, 
just do it right. And it probably would cost about the same unless you're just buying the crap that doesn't work anyway. Like we all get those like $20 a guest post, right? Like those ones don't work. I can almost guarantee that one. Um, anyway. God, I'd hate to see your LinkedIn. I'd hate to look at your LinkedIn uh, profile. Um, well, your profile is one thing. I'd hate to like, like look look at your LinkedIn account and see your inbox. Um, tw- <laughs> 20 bucks for like direct or for uh, a blog spam? Right on. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, Google's going to find that sort of stuff and just filter it out. The cost yeah. benefit of doing that sort of thing is now close to nil. Um, where before you may actually have moved the needle just long enough for the sleazy SEO to get out of Dodge before the uh, client comes looking for their refund. Right. Or, you know, I mean, I, I got like regular listeners to know I got my start in affiliate marketing. That was fine. It only needed to last like a month. I had more sites coming up behind it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, just, you know, launch it, roast it, like just make sure you're you're recycling through, blast them in. And by the time Google's figured it out, you know, get it done. Heck, I found that you could actually buy yourself a little extra time by redirecting it to a new domain and it would take Google a couple of weeks to figure out the penalty should move to, right? Like just that sort of stuff. That, like, it, and, and in that time, did I make more money than it costs to like just buy this spam? Yeah, yeah. It, it, absolutely. I did. <laughs> so, so it worked. Um, but, you know, nowadays that, that sort of thing doesn't work. Now there's probably a bunch of black hats listening right now. They're now chuckling at Dave going, you just don't know how to do this, buddy. Probably correct. Like, this is not an area of, of SEO that I, I've looked into in ages and ages. Um, but uh, so. No, there is um, there is actually some some extraordinarily clever black hats out there. Um, I'm, I'm actually currently calling them the European school. Because um, they're, <laughs> it's actually, there's many who are centered in, in, in uh in Northern Europe, and they are phenomenal webmasters. They really, really understand how things work. And, you know, what they're doing is what they're doing, but you got to hand it to them. They really understand how the machine works. Yeah. Okay. Here's a, if you are in the EU, incidentally, uh, here's one of the ways the machine works. There ain't nothing you can do about it. Say you need to or want to block U.S. traffic for whatever reason. You're a webmaster or a publisher in, in, in Europe or anywhere else in the world for that matter. Um, except in, in the United States, you can't block us traffic without shooting yourself in the index. Um, if you block us traffic, you also block Google and Google bot. And, um, the consequences of that can be kind of dire. Yes. Now here's interesting timing because I happen to just be mentioning uh, that I listened to search off the record just scant minutes ago. Um, And I was listening to an episode that touched on exactly this. Uh, That was actually the last episode I listened to touched on exactly these sorts of problems because they were talking about black hat and they were talking Mm -hmm. about cloaking that led them to borderline cases. And this is, is, is exactly one of of those sorts of cases. Uh, What they had noted is that they public and I, I, can't provide our, our listeners with the link, but you can you can find it online. Like they're listeners, so I can't provide the link. Um, but they publish their IP addresses. Google does, so it, it would be sort of touch and go because you might be caught in a false positive. But they had noted in this episode, and you can you can hunt down the episode. I'll, I'll try and like mention it 
like during before the end of the show. I can't remember what the title of it was off the top of my head, but you can clear Googlebot through those to get it in even when you're blocking users. And they had noted that this is one of those acceptable use cases that is highly unlikely to get caught as a false positive because of it's it's intended, it's being done. So Google will see reasons. what you're doing, yes. but it'll also understand why you're doing what you're doing. Exactly. So not just letting through all Google bots or whatever, but going from these IP addresses, we're going to let this through um, to make sure that, yeah, the bots are getting through, right? Basically, you're whitelisting all the IP addresses um, and letting letting that through. Um, and they, you know, you, you might want to also visit Bingbot and, and other bots and make sure they're being let through as, as well. Um, but just something worth noting, because I just happened to be listening to that one. So that's the sort of information that I do recommend listeners. If you're, well, once you're done this, um, Search Off the Record is also another, uh, another great podcast. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. For maximum customer engagement and retention, choose CleverTap. CleverTap is a leading customer engagement and retention platform that helps digital brands maximize lifetime value. Over 8,000 apps around the world, including Vodafone, Star, and Sony, trust CleverTap to improve user engagement, boost retention, and fuel long-term revenue growth. Learn more at clevertap.com. That's clevertap.com. Miami is more than beaches, palm trees, and fun in the sun. It's home every year to the Miami Book Fair, celebrating its 39th year of hosting authors and readers from around the world, November 13th through the 20th. Join us in downtown Miami at the Wolfson campus of Miami Day College. Connect with over 500 authors reading from their books in English, Spanish, French, and Creole, answering questions and signing hard copies. The 2022 edition of the Miami Book Fair welcomes everyone of all ages to come together, meet, and make new friends, exchange ideas, and discover one's next favorite author. Let's explore, discover, and learn together. Featured authors will include award-winning novelists, Anthony Horowitz, Ben Mesrich, Craig Johnson, Danny Shapiro, Elena Shapiro, Jimmy Attenberg, poet Sandra Cisneros, and authors writing about the trending topics of the day. Lisa Genova, Jerry Stahl, Marie Brenner, Mark Kurlansky, Samantha Cole, Stacey Schiff, Katie Tour, and many others. For more information, please visit MiamiBookFair.com. Follow the fair at Miami Book Fair and join the conversation hashtag Miami Book Fair 2022. Of course, this is why you all listen to Webcology so that we, we do all this work for you. you see? Exactly. I guess, yeah, or no bother listening and when important <laughs> stuff comes up, we'll just mention it. <laughs> okay. Um, do you uh, do you still work on web, on, on web pages directly or do you are you giving recommendations for, for teams to work on web pages? Um, I, I guess the answer is yes. <laughs> uh, occasionally I, I do still get to, to, to get my, my hands, uh, hands in there. 
Um, so yeah, yeah, which is is nice. But a lot of the time, that's more like the fine tuning stuff. Like, oh, okay, I just want to like test these like different wordings of things. Um, so in the earlier part of my career, I found I was a complete control freak. I needed to be hands on. I needed to, to be in working on the website itself. N- not because others couldn't do it, but because I wanted to make sure every little thing got done. I used to be obsessive about making sure that all the alt texts got filled in and, um, you know, uh, 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 sometimes even use title text on, on, on different links just to make sure that it was like contextualized properly. Um, and, uh, uh, now I find myself like telling people you got to fill in the alt text and you got to do all this stuff and it gets done about half the time. And half the time it gets done um, in a way you didn't instruct them to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, this is this this happened to me recently, and I was uh, about about a couple of months ago, and it was neat seeing it come up in a uh, in a an uh, office hours that John Mueller was doing. Um, if you're writing alt text, understand why you're using the alt text and understand what it's for um, or, or leave it blank. Honestly, um, alt text is primarily for um, users who, who, who have visual impairment, who, 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 who are using a screen reader and having images described to them by the screen reader. Knowing that, Google goes, oh my goodness, here's a text description of an image. Let's use it to um, figure out what this image is about so we can rank the image in uh, image search. Uh, A really handy way to get people into your website. And image search before YouTube came up was the second largest search engine in the world. Now it's probably fourth or fifth largest, but it still drives a lot of traffic. Um, this is a long way of saying don't waste that alt text by putting your uh, company name in the alt text because your company name almost certainly doesn't describe the image of like three co-workers talking sports around a coffee cup, um, even if the coffee cup has your brand on it. Um, anyway, that's the, that's the whole thing. Don't gum up the works with uh, with bogus text and in this instant bogus text is actually your company name one thing you can do though is use synonyms to uh you can use synonyms to keywords allusions to keywords to in your description of the object just make sure those words are actually describing the object yeah this is one of those cases and i you know obviously working where i do um i i my brain is just just tuned to think of it. There's a, a, a model floating around called Dolly right now. Um, well, it's been floating around for a while, but it's enormously popular right now. Anyway, it creates images from text. Um, so interesting enough, you've probably heard about it. Most most people have, or, or something like mm-hmm. that. Like Google just launched ImgeN, um, does the same sort of thing, put in text, a text prompt, and it, it just sort of like creates a picture out of that. Um, I can't, I, I, I'm sure it exists right now, but I would love, and this would be a great place for a machine learning system, but that does the reverse, right? Take an image, tell me what it is, right? Like just sort of distill out of that because it doesn't have to be perfect. It's it's alt text. Um, and then just, just drop that in there because I, I totally see what he's getting at. It needs to actually represent what's there, um, both for people with that are relying on screen readers and just for Google image search for whether you need screen readers or whether you're just looking in Google search because you're looking for images. Um, 
you know, I, I think it, it would have huge benefits. So anyway, I, I, I don't know why I, I decided to mention that because it, it doesn't really have any action items for our listeners other than to go, I think it'd be a good idea. To sort of Actually, like reverse it, that. it kind of does. Anyone out there screwing with AI, if you want to build a really cool tool, <laughs> like <laughs> Dave just described a really cool tool, one that will like auto, that, that will sense what an image is and autofill that information in. Okay, imagine? now I got to look into that. I'm going to be chatting with like you guys should be doing that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, um, does, yeah. Does, does Wasted Biases own your thoughts well on this show? <laughs> and if so, we got to have a conversation. Well, it, it, it's funny, and, and I guess just to, to know what here's what Dave's working on right now or, or what he's about to. I was just chatting with Ivan, who I, who I just mentioned, and we're going to be starting a project, we're just fine tuning what it is. Um, to work on something with GPT-3. We're not sure what yet to do. Um, I might ask him, hey, let's let's augment that a little bit and see what we can do with this concept um, just to, uh, to give a go at it because we want to make a video together of here's how to perform a task from beginning to end. Um, doing something with him sort of showing me how to get that done and, and teaching me how it's how it's performed for, for, for the audience. So Dude, like that would be cool. That. Yeah. Um, so, all right. But now, now we have... Probably some, you know, other things have happened, maybe. Okay. You know, um, neat thing. Uh, Yoast in his uh, 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 SEO plugin uh, has for the longest time been resisting um, adding index now mm-hmm. to the tool set to his, to his tool. Um, the, uh, the reason behind it was um the uh yoast uh, uh, uh seo tool produces a fairly fine and detailed set of xml site maps mm-hmm. xml site xml site maps that are so finely detailed that they themselves can ping google when a change is made on the page informing google that a uh, change is made and getting google to soldier on out re-render the page uh changed page and uh you know check stuff out on your behalf mm-hmm um, so think about that process, though, eh? Um, um, the Yoast tool has to sense the change, ping Google. Then Google's got to ping it, ping the uh, page back, yeah. download a bit, download uh, a little snippet of the page, render it, and make sure everything is, you know, copacetic with the way it was before. Um, and uh, and that process takes however many pings and milliseconds, and however much energy it takes, etc. Right? And this has to happen. Think of the scale, like all yeah. kinds of Yoast tool at the Google, and so the Yoast team looks at Index Now and how it works, and decides that it removes a complete set of ping hops out of the equation. And you know, being an engineer, Yoast is like, well, okay, that's much more efficient, and so now it's being included in the Yoast tool from 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 now on, which is awesome. Um, now, here's why I add some awesomeness. There's this podcast you might have heard of called Search Off the Record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, and here's what's interesting about that. Uh, about a month ago, actually just a little more than a month ago, um, they did an episode, which I did manage to, to find out the name of that episode, called Let's, uh, Let's Talk Sitemaps. Um, and in it, they reference Index Now, which they're not currently supporting. This isn't a Google-y kind of thing right now. Um, they won't didn't explain what they were, but they are testing index now. 
um, as something they should look at and have talked about or did talk in the episode. So what the timeline is on this, who knows, um, but about introducing for a lot of the same reasons that Yoast ended up going on board with this. Um, they are looking at implementing something like it. Um, and one of the things that they are finding or, or looking to deal with um, that they have to deal with in sitemaps, they probably have to deal with it in index now, but I gather somehow that it would be easier to deal with with index now. I don't, I'm not a developer, so I don't understand why that would be, uh, but is people who feel that just automatically updating your date somehow is going to get you crawled more often and that somehow that has anything to do with how you should rank. <laughs> so um, that somehow this will, will help patch that. But anyway, uh, that came up in the discussion, but just interesting enough that um, Google is right now looking at this. So I love that Yoast is on board right now. Um, and maybe he listened to the episode and heard what, what Gary was talking about and went, oh, I guess maybe I should take a look at that um, onto the same, same sort of line of thought. Um, but knowing that Google's testing it, it, it is... Um, you know, obviously something to pay strong attention to. Glad Yoast is. Um, and a lot of it is just overhead um, because as Google was talking about it, and something we rarely think about, um, but they're looking at the environmental and just natural impact cost of crawling um, and solutions like Index Now, properly implemented on a larger scale, um, will help solve that. Will help them have, you know, sort of hold back on, on wasting their they're crawling to look at pages that just haven't changed something that sitemaps was meant to do. Um, but hopefully it'll just do it a little bit better. It was actually like in mid January, 2022, that Google announced it was going to adopt uh, index. Now at least that's, 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 I remember reading back then. It wasn't, it was, I think it was late uh, 2021 that they, they were discussing um, if they were going to use it and how they were going to use it. But I'm, I'm pretty sure Google's Google said, yeah, we're in Okay, uh, you see, and here that shows you even in their like, okay, A, now I'm, I'm now learning something new that happened a bit ago. So that's, that's interesting. Uh, additionally interesting would be that that podcast aired on May 5th, like this year. Like I don't believe what you're talking I'm like, yeah. Oh, no, you're kidding, really? I've tried um, to. And for Google to not, uh, like for one of the Google people to not be doing, or maybe the announcement was that they're testing it which could be, and then that got extrapolated into, we're looking at deploying it. Um, and that might be what Gary's talking about as well, is just that test continues. This is a longer term test because this is a major change. So it, we could be talking about the same thing or we could be talking about um, you know, slightly think, different things. No, I think we're talking about the same thing, but the ball is the ball is bouncing around the playing field. Yeah, yeah. Um, because as you said that, and I'm now sort of referencing it and yeah, Back in November, actually, of, of 2021, they had announced that they were testing it. Somehow that either skipped my radar or just flushed out of my brain, replaced with something like, I don't know, Stranger Things or something like that. Um, <laughs> so it was like running up that hill by, on, you know, the, the song. Um, anyways. <laughs> I'm old enough. I remember when that song came out. I was, I was, I was in my, my, my early teens. Yeah. God. Well, and you know what? I, I seen that come quick, quick sort of aside on just sort of like fun things because everybody who is listening is probably aware of Stranger Things and running up that hill. What I love is that it came out in 86. I was looking up to see if she was still alive. Oh, uh, yeah. The artist, because I'm like, is she still alive? Because wouldn't that be wonderful? Like just to have this like out of nowhere. 
this Dude. song is more popular than it was before. She is. Um, but also interesting that I learned in the London Olympics in uh, 2012, when, when they were hosting it, they did a Brit orchestra, like a like a, an orchestral theme, and it made it there and increased in popularity. So this song. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. It's had two massive rebirths. This is the biggest of them since <laughs> it was first done in, in 1986. Not a lot of artists would go, oh, well, uh, two decades later, now this is as popular as my song gets. Oh, no, but wait, there's more. Wait another decade, and it's going to eclipse everything your song, every uh, like sort of ear your, your song has ever rested in, um, will be eclipsed when it's uh, on Stranger Things. So, anyway. Truly amazing. Yeah. Um, okay, where shall we go? Uh, where should we go now? Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Okay, have you ever gone, like, in the search console and you see how you have um, a bunch of pages that got indexed and a whole bunch more that were, for one reason or another, excluded? And you know it's probably not a problem, but inside you cringe and you go, oh, what 
you start looking it look deeper and then you just find problems mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's an article in search engine journal um published earlier just just earlier today um olga zarzazena i think i've got her name right um Fixing Google Search Console's coverage report on excluded pages. And she breaks down why pages are excluded and um, how to look at and deal with each different type of um, each different type of uh, excluded page. Just throwing the link for, for you, Dave. Sorry about into the uh, chat console. Um, it's not fair to um, <laughs> It's okay. I've got it up in front of me. And, uh, oh, you know what? Please uh, continue, but this is very interesting. Okay. So um, there's a bunch of different reasons why um, your page might be excluded. Um, often there's a uh, bunch of duplicate content out there that never got canonicalized, canonicalized properly. Google's done the canonicalization for you and is noting that you have all these pages hanging around that um, often the HTTP, um, www, non-www, or whatever, non-canonical versions that Google is perceiving. Um, the excluded section shows, um, how to say this, often errors that aren't like critical and going to wipe you out of the search engines, but ones that will inhibit your progress um, and may well inhibit certain pages or parts of your website from ranking well. Um, and it's not necessary. Some of some exclusion warnings are things you want to take action on immediately, and some are things that are just going to come up and maybe bleed a bit of crawl budget or bleed a bit of energy off of your website. And which, in the long run, if you know strings of parameters and these never-ending uh, e-com sites, could be a huge issue. Um, but often are just you know. Um, Indicative of of um, how to how to say this? Well, they're indicative of, of 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 numbers, different things, but indicative of a website that isn't being attended or maintained frequently enough or often enough. Yeah, this is. I'm I'm glad this came up, and we don't really talk about this area of Search Console very much. I I I rarely think to bring it up, um, but it's been an area that has helped me solve a lot of problems um and you know at, at the same time what we're talking about in this article and it deserves exactly like a, a lot of attention um is looking at your pages that are excluded i also suggest and where i found some problems on, on sites I've, I've worked on especially if you're in the javascript space um is what is included um and let's take a look there and see should it all Right. Like if you have like large, like user generated content kind of websites or, you know, large sites with like that happen to generate a bunch of different types of pages that you you might not need. And, you know, what where can it help you find, um, you know, you you launch in and you go, everybody kind of knows how many pages they have on on, a, on any given website, roughly in their head. Like, I don't care. You, you could work for IBM. If you're the SEO at IBM, you have a rough idea. 
like just some sort of like some concept of what each section of the site would be. I mean, you might have to like think about it, look it up, run some math and figure out we had five pages on average every day. What is that going to extrapolate since that section started or whatever? Uh, and, and take a look and go, wow, we have, we should have 20,000 pages on our site. And it's reporting that we have like 384,000, right? Like, okay, <laughs> let's, let's dive in and actually see what's, what's going on there. Um, but I love the step-by-step walkthrough um, that she's gone. And it's funny, right? Like, cause it's an area that we're all sort of like you and I clearly are, are quite familiar with. I was able to sort of like scroll through it um, relatively quickly. It, it looks like pretty solid write-ups. The one caveat I, I will put into that um, is that it doesn't really seem to account for, which is fine because users will, will know what to do, but um, or, or hopefully know what to do, or at least know that it's a, a problem in there, is um, it doesn't account for um, JavaScript websites which is fine. But on that, I'm referring to just in the soft 404 section, it doesn't count what you would have to do with JavaScript, which is you don't really get to send 404. So that's a lot of extra work. So in most cases you don't. And so any 404 is going to end up being a soft 404. For users who need a reminder, because Jim, you pointed this out like a few months ago, um, a soft 404 is when it's sending a 200, like a, a found code back, but Google's decided Nope, this isn't. This is actually a 404 page um, versus a 404, which is your server is actually going. This page doesn't exist. Um, so, in the case of like a lot of JavaScript sites, they naturally are going to send back a 200 for all pages, and so you'd be getting a um, you know a soft 404. So that's that's the only thing that's not counted. One of the areas that I will just draw attention to, it's included in the article, but for folks. Pay close attention to this one if you have large sites, because I can't count the number of times I found problems there, is under the error duplicate, Google chose different canonical. Um, and what that's saying is Google's going, I see a page, I'm picking a different page as the canonical. Oftentimes you've done it, but I have found a lot of cases when I'm just like, I'll occasionally scroll through once every month or two, I look through these areas on, on large websites. Um, and just look through and go, if you see a page that should be ranking and it's in there, take a look at their canonical and figure out why that is. Because you're actually just completely, Google's just completely ignoring an important page. And I just like a month ago found that happening on a page where the canonical they picked was completely different. Like it just, there was no way that should have been selected. So it can help you find find some problems. I'm sure all of them are, are equally important, but that one I is sort of like I find hidden problems. It's really hard to, to see. So you got to scroll through that one and actually look for pages to jump out at you and go, there is no other page like this on our site. And if you see that they all, oh, turns out they are similar. Well, that's a case. We've talked about it a billion times, Jim, and John Mueller's talked about it probably more than us. Well, you're going to have to add some better unique content because that means you've got like an e-commerce site and all your like blue widget pages are looking a little too similar. Um, and so your five millimeter, you know, blue widget page is looking the same as your 10 millimeter blue widget page to Google. So they're just canonical or something like that. But um, anyway, droned on long enough about that one, but it is an interesting, interesting article. Yeah, I think it's a great article. Again, it's, it's quite a long one. It's worth the read. It's actually probably worth bookmarking um, so that you can go back and refer to it as you're going through the um, never end, <laughs> the never ending exclude exclude file. Indeed. Okay. So up there in the argument, like, you know, uh, subdomain or directory is, uh, this is an old one. 
but it's um, being addressed by um, Elmer uh, by Elmer Booten in uh, in uh, Search Engine Land today. WordPress pages or posts? What did you use? I had a client last summer, um, and uh, they had um, set up a large. Um, uh, website um, and everything was a post not a page hmm. um, and um, we didn't I didn't actually have wasn't it was uh, a couple of weeks before I was able to take a look at the back end of WordPress to notice that that was their problem <laughs> um, they had their their site architecture was horrendous. Um, so it's a article that is absolutely worth reading. Why would um, you choose pages over posts? Did you remember setting up a WordPress site in the in the in the early days and you know wondering why you would do which? Or did you sorry? I guess know? you know why you bring that up in a really really good way. Um, because yes, I, I suppose I probably did when I was first starting up and I didn't really understand WordPress at the time, like what, what was meant. Like now it just seems really, really obvious. Yeah. Well, you you roll your eyes at it. And posts are for posts, right? Like yep. that's just, uh, but you're right. Like probably on day one, I was like, what's the difference? Like how, how does each one structure differently? Um, you know, in the code, how does each one structure differently, you know, in, in the page and in the hierarchy and, and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, having that understanding would help. But um, yeah, fortunately, the answer is pretty much built into what they're called. Indeed. If you're making a web page, like, you know, something for a product or um, an idea, an explanation, um, as a page, if you're doing a blog post, uh, something that has a date stamp attached to it, um, that is, you know, probably timely and stuck in that in that place. Um, well, let's say blog post. Um, I, would you would you think that like a, a page has more authority than a post, given that a page is a real thing and a post is often an opinion? Um. Well, I think a lot of it comes into what gets sent across with the data um, yeah, as I, well and like what the plugins are, are built to do. I, I think like inherently, and I, you know, I guess I could be wrong because there's going to be exceptions to this as I'm talking through it. Um, but a post based like, because I use like plugins. Think as of well. the site hierarchy. What are you, what are you, what are you telling Google with a post, right? Like it's yeah, well, exactly. right off the roof. That it's, yeah. And it's, it's time based time and category based is really what you're what you're specifying there as opposed to a page that actually offers a lot more flexibility on hierarchy mm. um so yeah yeah that pretty much is what it boils down to okay <laughs> um where do you want to be next um okay well uh, you know what it's I've been speaking kind of complimentary about Google on, on this call, like I've been or on this, on this, on this episode. Um, so let's change that. <laughs> Good. Uh, and, and, and go to a story um, covered. Well, we, it, it was from Monday. Um, 
But we need to mention Barry's name today. So published by Barry Schwartz over on Search Engine Roundtable on Google Ads Automatically Created Assets. Um, it's a beta feature over on Google Ads. I wasn't able to see it in, 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 um, in my ad account. Um, so, oh, okay. You know what? I couldn't before. Now, apparently I can. Anyway, um, so basically it's um, a, a feature that you know they're going to enable by default um, to let Google just create um, titles, descriptions, etc., based on your landing pages and, and other ad copy that you might have, and then just just generate that for your campaigns. Now, I'm obviously okay with that with things like dynamic ads. Like the, it's baked into the word dynamic. <laughs> like you know what you're what you're signing up for. The entire setup process reinforces reinforces that. Um, this is part that is brand new. Um, it's it's showing up in people's um, sort of journey while they're they're setting up new campaigns now it is still in beta um, but I really have a problem with adding automation into non-automated campaign types like I, I'm, I'm all for allowing for like you know smart campaigns and stuff like that it makes perfect sense um, so users who don't know can just can just do these things but this isn't the the first or last time we'll be talking about Google adding automation. Um, into areas where it doesn't need to be. This one's still in beta, so I can't say this is how it works and why I don't like it, but I've seen Google in the past. So I can say virtually 100% chance this is going to be on by default and most users won't know it. Um, like I, I, again, full disclosure, I don't know. It's not out of beta and I don't have access to it or, or just discovered actually that I do because I was like coming through while we we're doing this and I, I found it now, but um this is, if they do what I'm virtually 100%, as 100% as I can be um, sure in the way they're going to deploy it, um, it's just taking more control um, away from users to control because there's really important things um, that we need to know and, and be able to control. Like I can think of times where I need to have this thing in specifically for legal reasons right? Or I need things worded in this way, specifically for reason X, Y, or Z. And I might include different wording on my landing page. Now, yes, I'm a, you know, a paid search manager. Lots of people are paid search managers. I'm sure in our listening audience, it's fine for us. We'd be like, not a big deal, Dave, just like pay attention. <laughs> like it's, it's what you're doing. You're talking about it right now. Now, you know, so shut up, just get busy and, and make sure you've turned it off for all your campaigns. That's fine. Um, but there's a lot, of, and, and, and you're 100% right. If you're a paid search manager, this is what you're paid to do. Um, but a lot of people do set and forget. A lot I mean, of people and then do they just it themselves. don't know. And Google's trying to push them into doing that more and more and more people. And then there's people with just budgets that are too small. Well, I mean, and I don't mean that like, you know, as, as bad for them, but it's just like, are you going to pay like a good paid search manager $1,000 a month to manage your $500 spend? problem like that'd be a horrible horrible use of your money um you know and and would somebody who's going to be you know working for fifty dollars be keeping up totally on on all of this stuff maybe but maybe not um so that's that's where my problem comes in is is that the the sort of people the the diy people and and credit to them most people in seo got their start that way um and and the diy people who aren't built to become that because they're running their own business and they just have like a 500 or thousand dollar a month paid search budget to put into this are going to be caught 
off guard. Um, and so these things, in my opinion, should be kept too. They should be kept to specific campaigns, not integrated into um, non-automated um, campaigns of, of this type. But anyway, I'll just end my rant there. But, you know, I'd been a little too complimentary to Google. I was going to get a rash um, if I kept that going for the entire episode. So, well, a, um, a couple of points. Number one, Gary Vanderchuk was one of those DIY people. And if you're not able to capable of doing it yourself, you're just not eating enough worms early enough in the morning. That's, that's all there is to it. <laughs> <laughs> number two. Um, number two, Google. I mean, yeah, Google has is pushing um, its automated view of um, how things should be worded and how spends should be allocated. But for the most part, has it not found a way to try to um, optimize the uh, uh, small businesses or a business's account and um, I mean, still try to pump out many, many ads, but spend less money? Yeah, I mean, they, they to their credit, a lot of what Google is doing right now is really good. Um, you know, these are, we're, we're just like this. This is a sort of area where they've crossed a line that to me should just be a hard and fast line. Like you go up to here, you go no further than here on the on the automated on the automated side. I think a lot of the automated tools that they're providing are phenomenal for small business owners or even I don't care what size business. But if you if you don't have the, the budget um, to hire a marketing person and you don't have the skill to properly manage one yourself, there's a lot of those tools like, heck, I am a paid search manager. I still use automated bidding or, and I still use you know some of the, the dynamic um, search campaigns and smart campaigns, right? Like they're, they're just good. Usually I use them for catch all stuff. Well, not catch all, but like catch what I don't want to bother doing. Uh, kind of stuff where it's like, I'll set up, you know, great campaigns for this, 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 and this. But we have this whole section of the site that's like a bunch of like one or two click a day pages that aren't worth setting up their own ad groups and ad campaigns and stuff like that for, right? They're, they're wonderful for that. Um, and yeah, if you were like a small business owner, you're just trying to like do this yourself. They've set up a bunch of really, really wonderful, wonderful tools. Um, and so, yeah, it, it, it's a great time to get in just don't compete with me in ML. Um, But but other than that, welcome aboard. Um, But um, what, what, what sort of gets me here is that there's a bunch of people who may have set up other campaigns or set them up like sort of I would, which is, you know, or or I'm sure there's a bunch of different configurations. We've gone, these are the ones that I want total control over. And then I'll like, let the automation kick in, or I don't want any automation. I'm a lawyer. Right? Like I, I, I handle DIY cases. I, everything has to be worded just like this every time. Um, but I, you know, I'm a lawyer. I'm not like a paid search person. So I don't keep up on this. I didn't read Barry Schwartz's article or I took a week off. I didn't catch it. <laughs> like, you know, that sort of thing. And then all of a sudden it, it comes up that that's what sort of is, is bothersome to me about these things. But, um, you know, to your point though, that's not to say everything they're doing is bad. We've just crossed that line for me where I, I do go, I hate what they're doing here. For the most part, a lot of their stuff in automation is, is making my life, your life a lot easier. And one of the great things that I love about it is, does it mean you spend less time on paid search? No, it just means that the work you're doing is far more valuable. Like I, I, I used to view automation as like a potential threat, but I'm like, oh no, just keep me focused on growing different campaigns and doing the stuff humans can do better than robots. 
There you go. Here's, here's another example of something I think users should, should know about that might actually be an example of Google automation helping them. Mm-hmm. But um, because it's an automatic opt-in, you should know this. Um, if you've got products in Google Merchant Center, um, back in April, Google, Google said it was going to automatically um, opt users into a, a, a new program. But then that new program, the trigger got pulled on, on June 26th, so about a week and a half ago. Um, automatic up, automatic item updates for condition. So you have your um, Google product, your 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 products listed in Merchant Center, and then you have your your landing pages um, on, on on your um, on your website out, out, outlining the uh, the products, mm-hmm. the prices, um, items in stock. Everything should match up with your landing page and the information that's in Product Center. And it used to be that had to be done manually. Um, or you had to confirm it was it was done by feed, but you had to confirm that the um, feed had updated with what was being displayed that day, or you could Google um, could could uh, get angry and maybe even shut your 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 um, little merchant store down until such time as you you corrected the conditions. Google will note that automatically for you if it says four dollars on your. Um, on, on your product listings in Merchant Center, but say $3 um, on uh, your product's landing page, Google will automatically update the product listing to match the information found on the landing page. So all your schema, all the stuff that you got on your website will automatically update to uh, the product center. Now I missed that one. That's wonderful. Oh, you know what? I didn't, I, I, I researched that that while we were talking about the, the previous story and <laughs> neglected to throw it into the uh, yeah. chat room because I'm a big jerk. So sorry. Nah, that's not a big jerk. That's <laughs> but, just, you know, we, 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 this is a fast paced industry. It stuff crosses <laughs> your radar, like mid, mid point. Uh, speaking this is of an example like, of Google doing good stuff for you though. Um, yeah. Keep, yeah. keep fixing me from being wrong. Yeah. Um, and keeping products active that would have otherwise been, um, deactivated. So yeah, no, I think this is a great one. Something I, I can't believe we, I don't think we've really, we sort of referenced it, but I know we've only got a couple minutes left in this episode. Yep. Uh, the, the core update is, is over. Like, I don't didn't, think we've actually gone. It's over. Didn't we start <laughs> the episode with that? We, we'd sort of alluded to it. Oh, um, goodness gracious. Then, we had like uh, three notices we really on the very top in. of the script. <laughs> so, um, and then I sort of like got us all sidetracked on, on stuff, I think is, is what happened. And, and you will be sitting there going, shocking, Dave got us sidetracked on stuff. May, the uh, May 2022 Google Core Update or Google Danny Sullivan is over. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, it was, and again, I think it was a good one. Um, I didn't suffer that much pain that I'm aware of. <laughs> um, yeah, I do wonder, like, now the tweaking begins, like, these things are always very, very interesting, right? Because it's like, okay, it's fully ruled out. They solved whatever big problems they might have hit. Um, you know, or that it just, you know, butterfly effect. We 
changed it on one data center, right? But it hasn't propagated that change all the way through. I don't mean like in a McDar moving data centers, but like it impacted this, but then this function and this different algorithm referenced that data. And now it's updating and, you know, these things take a while to propagate. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they make of this because core updates, really a lot of them are about what's core, right? Like this is sort of like the, the, the base of what it is. Um, and a lot of those changes will be to allow for more changes, um, so that they can then go in and, and make additional changes to to their algorithms. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what what comes after this. If you have noticed a major degradation in your rankings, um, it probably comes down to content, and that's a real wide sweeping statement. Um, so you'll want to go to Google Search Console and see. Um, Google Search Console gives you a really remarkable um, view of um, keywords to pages, those keywords affected, and also pages, individual pages that were affected by X number of keywords. You want to go in there and see where your winners and losers were and then match that up with the actual URLs. Um, and then maybe you can see um, areas of content that you really, really, really need to improve. Often it's because you had you had craptastic content and there was a, there was a better content source somewhere else. I'm, I, I, that's the truth. That's how it goes. Yeah. Um, and maybe it's factual, but it's poorly written. Maybe it's really well written, but it's poorly factual. <laughs> or it's hardly factual. Um, who knows? But there's something that Google's found that's better. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, and I guess that's it. That's it. Full clock. Okay. Friends, you have been listening to Webcology on WMR.FM. On behalf of Dave Davies from Weights and Biases, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. I'm not going to do the COVID warning anymore. I'm going to do the monkey fox warning instead. Uh, uh, no, the, the, you know what? There's weirdness going around. Um, don't breathe on each other. Stay safe. Um, rank well. Um, check out SMX Advanced. It's uh, go, You can get there through Search Engine Land. It's online. It's free this year. Um, it's going to be the last online uh, of the SMXs, so I'm pretty sure it will anyway. So check it out. Again, on behalf of Dave Davies from uh, Weights and Biases, Jim Hedge from Digital Always Media, you've been listening to Webcology on WMR.FM on the 9th of June, 2022. Summer's almost here, so spring's almost over. Get out and enjoy yourself, and we'll talk to you next week. expressed in this WMR.FM program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of WMR.FM. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.